What's up, y'all, and welcome to Leadership with LaToya for Leaders on the Grow. We're excited to bring you episode 15 of our summer series, Lessons in Leadership. Today, we're talking about lessons in instructional leadership with our co-host, Dr. Michael Wakesness. Hey, Mike, what's up? How's it going, LaToya? It's terrific. I'm so glad to uh, get a chance to talk to you. Um, I hope things are going well with you for you in your new position. I'm so excited that we're we're back in business together. It was a, a hard year being separated, and um, it's been fun having you on the show. I, I was thinking about our topic and, and in our discussion, and we decided to talk a lot about that, that we talked today about instructional leadership. Um, Mike, what, when you think about instructional leadership, tell me, what are some of the biggest lessons you've learned around instructional leadership? The biggest lesson I learned is the importance of focus and clarity. A lot of times as instructional leaders, we're very vague and we're not very specific, and that makes it really difficult for teachers to implement whatever it is we want them to implement or work on. So the number one lesson I learned, and I learned this quite early, is the importance of focus and clarity and then acting uh, aligned with the focus and clarity that you are seeking. You know, Mike, I think you're very much right about that. You know, um, I, I was thinking as you were talking about how do you ensure that focus and clarity exist uh, when it comes to instructional leadership, that teachers are sure about what it is you expect to see in their lessons? Or if you're not an educator and, and your leadership role is in another field, how do you in, ensure those who you're leading are, are clear about what it is you expect? And I think we did a good job of that in formalizing our communication through the document elements of an effective lesson. Um, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, when I walk in your room, here's what I'd like to see in a staff meeting. It's another thing to say uh, in, in a post-conference with a teacher I would have liked to have seen. But, you know, we had two important things that I think uh, are often or sometimes missing in, in, in leadership, and that is formalized communication. We had the elements of an effective lesson, and we also had an instructional appendix in our school handbook that really outlined for teachers what those best practices were around uh, the pedagogy and the methodology we expected to see in their classroom. Certainly. So just to explain to the audience a little bit about the document elements of an effective lesson, we created this as a guide to what we should see in classroom observations. And everything we did was based off of that document. So all the feedback we gave teachers, uh, everything instructionally was based on that document because it made it very clear this is what we thought comprised a good lesson. And then the feedback we gave was directly based off of that, our walkthrough tool. Uh, we used Classroom Mosaic for our, our classroom walkthroughs. All the questions were directly based off of the elements of an effective lesson. So I really think it brought clarity and assurance to the teachers and, and the support staff that were helping the teachers implement these things of what it is that we expected. And then it allowed us to give targeted feedback, actionable feedback, and track that growth over time for the teachers. Yes. And, and you know, that is that's an amazing point because I was just saying to someone this week, Mike, in a conversation, I was talking about how we would pull data and information from Classroom Mosaic from our walkthroughs and we would um, uh, monitor, so to speak, uh, what we were seeing in terms of close reading um, when we were looking for that throughout our school, you know, that being implemented, it was a very... Um, 
efficient way for us to see how prevalent that was throughout the entire school. Was it just in the sixth grade? Was it pretty sporadic or, or had it really taken hold as something that the entire school did, which was, you know, our focus was good instruction, was good instruction for every grade and every subject. So um, I think that's an excellent point. I, I have to say, uh, I love Classroom Mosaic. We'll be sure to put a link to their site um, on our website. It's pretty inexpensive and a great tool for providing feedback to teachers as soon as you finish doing a walkthrough. You know, Mike, I was thinking too, though, you know, when it comes to those walkthroughs and making that clear, how does how does a leader structure their time in a way that ensures that they are getting in those classrooms and giving that feedback? Is there a particular something you think leaders need to think about when it comes to that? Certainly. One of my favorite tools that we use when we work together in the same school was the weekly calendar. And I believe we got that from Leverage Leadership. I may be wrong, but I think that's in um, one of the resources in Leverage Leadership. But we created, we would, Latoya and I would sit down on Friday and come up with our schedule for the next week. And it wasn't a very vague schedule where we just thought about what we were doing, but it was very specific, broken down by the half hour. So we would go, the first thing we would do is mark in the, uh, the time that we were going to do observations. And we wouldn't just say observations from 8 to 10 because that's very vague and it's easy to move away from that. But we would put the actual teacher we were going to observe at 8 o'clock, at 8.30, at 9 o'clock, whatever it was. And then we would also put the post-observation conference. And in a perfect world, that would always happen. But sometimes, you know, that wasn't the case. But we, they always got feedback from Classroom Mosaic. But the first thing we did was we would go in and mark in our observation. We would mark in any other instructional leadership, um, things that we had to do that week that we wanted to do. And we built a calendar that accounted for all of our time the entire week. One thing, when I first became principal, and really through most of my, my principal career except for the last few years, I would often find chunks of 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes in between something. I just felt like I was wasting that time. I wasn't using it most um, effectively or the most efficient manner. So when we started scheduling our time in 30-minute blocks for the entire week, I felt much more efficient in using all of my time wisely. Yes, and that is a tool that we developed as a result of our reading of Leverage Leadership, which is an excellent book. Um, and I actually had the opportunity, Mike, I meant to tell you this, to meet the author um, at a professional development that I participated in oh, this wow. past fall, and it was just phenomenal. So we'll definitely put a link to his book on our site, as well as our weekly planning tool for you to use and adjust as you see fit. I think one important piece, Mike, is not just that we made that schedule, but folks need to know that we printed those out and put them in plastic sleeves and carried them around with us all day, every single day. Yes, yeah, so we're, we're both very tech-savvy. Uh, but it just, it, when we had it in front of us, printed out in a sleep protector, it just made it more real. And I kind of, when I when I, we would do that, I thought of a quarterback you see in college or professionals on TV when they have all the plays on their, their wristband or their wrist pad, whatever that's called, where they can look at it and see the plays. I needed it printed out physically uh, to remind me of exactly what I was going to do. So a lot of stuff, you know, we keep track of electronically, but it just worked better for me. And I think for you, too, when we had it printed out kind of in our face for the entire week. Absolutely, because, you know, I'm going to go back to uh, uh, something you shared on an earlier episode about the adrenaline bias. Without that 
in front of me um, in a hard copy looking at it. It's so easy to be distracted by something that could use your attention but isn't as big of a priority as providing instructional leadership in your school and giving feedback to teachers in a way that allows them to improve their instructional practice. So, you know, if, if without that um, structure and that strategy, uh, the discipline to do those things becomes much more challenging um, to get in those classrooms. And so we did that um, with uh, a purpose uh, because we, know, we knew that if we didn't in our school, that it would be so easy to get pulled away, away really, really quickly. Um, the last thing I, I wanted to ask about, you know, feedback's great. And, and I think we both agree that feedback's important and it, it's got to be quality, robust, specific, and actionable. But talk to me a little bit about, you know, let's say you, you've given someone feedback, you've given a teacher feedback, and, and we both, you know, uh, have done that. But you're still not seeing the change in instructional practice. Is there another strategy you used or would use to, to try and help and support that teacher? Certainly. It's something we, we both did. Uh, working together and, and separately in our, you know, our previous schools, but going in and teaching model lessons with the teacher. I think that builds a lot of credibility for you as a leader because the teachers see you walking um, the walk and not just talking the talk, but actually in there helping them. And if you're not comfortable as a principal doing that, that's something you should really work on uh, if you're not comfortable doing model lessons with teachers. So I'll give an example. Um, Last year, two of our, two years ago, I guess it was, two of our seventh grade social studies teachers were, um, they weren't really struggling, but they wanted just some more ideas on how to teach a particular lesson uh, involving literacy and chunking, all those great things. So what I did is I marked off two whole days, which is really hard for a principal, but if you want to be an instructional leader, you have to make those sacrifices. Marked off two whole days, and we did the gradual release of responsibility. You know, that's something you want your teachers to do, so I wanted to model that as well. So basically, we came up with a lesson plan together. The three of us created it, and for the first period, I went in there and taught it to one of the classes. The second class of the day, the teacher and I, we co-taught the class, and then the third and fourth class of the day, the teacher taught it, and then I provided feedback. I did that with both of the seventh grade social studies teachers. Um, you know, and of course I learned from them, but they saw from me what it is I expect in a lesson, modeling the elements of an effective lesson. So, so principals, I really encourage you to do that, to get in there and teach with your teachers. It builds a lot of credi credibility for you, and it also gives you a chance to demonstrate what it is you're asking your teachers to do. Yeah, and I think that goes back to an earlier point you made, Mike, about clarity and focus. And I, I think you coined the phrase, clarity is king. And when folks are clear about what it is you want them to do, and not just when you tell them, but when you can show them, uh, you definitely can move the, the needle on improving practice. Well, Mike, um, I, I think this has been a very helpful conversation. Sometimes we talk about things and I think to myself, man, I wish I had this when I started out <laughs> as an educator in, in the late 90s. But uh, it's good to, to be able to share. Folks, we are so excited that our podcast continues to receive Great reviews on iTunes. If you've not left a review yet, please do so. Make sure that you check out our website. It's leadershipwithlatoya.org. And uh, we're going to continue doing our very best to bring you the absolute best podcast in leadership. Until next time, be you, be true, be a hope builder. This is Leadership with Latoya for Leaders on the Grow.